Welcome to the New Normal Podcast that includes you and in our conversations about the scriptures and how we think about God. We are seekers of truth, askers of lots of questions, and wannabe scriptorians. We strive to demonstrate the joy of living the gospel of Jesus Christ through the study of the scriptures. So let's get started. Okay, we're going to continue with our Alma 17 discussion. Um, there's, uh, let's see if I get this right. There's a truism that people don't care about how much you know until they know about how much you care. I don't want this to sound like a cat poster or something, but... No, but it's often... Why do you... Let's, let's re- quickly round the table. Why do you believe that that's a true statement? Because personally, I open up to people more when I know that they care. And that usually comes from action more than words. So... We're going to think of some experiences. Why do you believe it's true? And then we're going to maybe share some experiences that we've had in which the showing how much we cared opened doors to allow us to, to teach or share some things that we know. So I, I think I would agree with Nikki that from the outset, that's how you would open up. But I would also say that that's how any kind of lasting change happens because because of how much care was put into it that's the kind of thing that like has a lasting effect and a lasting impression so for me it's not just to get me to open up to allow for you know to be taught or to change but it's also kind of adds to the lastingness of that change so many experiences that come to mind well, I, I have one. I'll think. I'll just, well, I'll just share. Should we do the scripture first, or do you want to do the? Well, I want to. I want to share because this was part of the assignment that we had for everybody was to be thinking about this. Then we'll get to the scriptures here in a moment. But um, I, I, I think about a, a home teaching assignment long time ago when we did home teaching. <laughs> it's still the same thing. It's just called ministering now. I was given a an assignment to home teach a family who um, very very quickly after they joined the church they they went inactive because of some pretty unkind things that other members of the church had said to them and, and some comments they made about their appearance. Um, the, the way that I was able to finally connect with them in such a way that would allow me to invite them to come back to church, they were, a very, uh, they were very much into the kind of the self-reliant, self-sustaining. They had their own farm. They had their own animals. And one of the things they were doing is they were growing tomato plants and they needed, they had about 150 of these little tomato plants they needed to transplant from a small receptacle into bigger so they could continue to grow. And 150 plants, it's a lot of work. And it was just two of them. And so I just said, what if I grabbed our priest corn and brought them over? There's like 10 of us. We could get that done in like 30 minutes. And, and they looked at me like, can you really, would you really do that? I was like, yeah, absolutely. They would love to do it. Plus it would, you know, it would be a great opportunity to get to know you a little bit more. And so we did, brought all the priests in and they took 10, you know, five minutes to show us, here's how you pull it out. Don't yank it from the top, but put, and and showed them how to do it. And so then we spent the rest of the time and we just kind of talked to each other while, while we did the service project. They were so blown away by the fact that 16, 17 year old kids would give up an afternoon to come and transplant their tomato crop that yeah it was very easy from then on we they 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 would kind of like uh, Lamoni they would they would listen to pretty much anything I had to say interesting you have that experience has that been your experience yeah <laughs> yeah I was thinking I actually am going to share an experience I heard re- recently from Elder Bednar about his wife 
when he talked about her ministering, he um, said that she really cared enough to ask them, those that she ministered, what can I do to help you? What can I do to be what you need at this time? And I think that that level of care first comes desire and so where do you get the desire to really care for someone and she she was an example of that I'm first going to love you and then I'm going to ask you very specifically what do you need from me what can I physically do for you yeah and just opening that up to some sort of agency to decide how you would like to be served is automatically a a care move Mm -hmm. yeah See, in, in my experiences, uh, ministering or in callings or teaching in the classroom or whatever it is, uh, teens are really good at, at, at demonstrating this. If they feel like you don't care. And they're very good at calling out if you are being insincere well, about it. Or just really quick to close off. And yep. you, know, you know immediately that, that they don't feel like you care. So uh, the classroom experience is often demonstrating the fact that you, you have to learn how to love and care and have charity uh, before you can do anything. So so what we're going to look at then in, at the end of Alma 17 is we're going to look at how Ammon illustrates this principle. Um, quick quick context, the, the sons of, of Mosiah have separated themselves. Um, Ammon and, and those that were with him, it says that Ammon went by himself, but there, there's a large group. There's others that are with him. Um, he goes to the land of Ishmael, and as is the custom of the Lamanites that find any Nephites that wander into their territory, he is he's he's cast into prison, um, and then he's brought before the king, and the king wants to know from Ammon what is if it's his desire to dwell among them, because it's not uncommon for Nephites to show up in Lamanite territory and say, "Hey, I'm done with Nephites. I want to live with you guys." Right? Because that's been happening for yeah. Thus, thus far, King Lamoni's experience with Nephites is. Okay. Pretty much dissenters. Yeah, right? basically. Yeah. So they're going to come, and as long as you know, as long as they're willing to fall. So Ammon says, "Yeah, I I want to dwell with you, maybe the rest of my life." Right. And apparently, I mean, there's there's kind of a leap here that I I always question. It goes from you're a Nephite that we might kill to here have one of my daughters. That's that's a big leap. So I don't know what else Ammon has done, said. You know, or, who knows? I mean, let's let's speculate for a second. Maybe he's, does he know that he's King Mosiah's son? Maybe I don't know. Does he know that he's like, wait a second? So you're a Nephite royal, and you want to just chill with us? There's a lot maybe, of between the lines. Maybe maybe I'll make you my royal. Because if you marry one of my daughters, you're kind of in the royal family. Oh, we're going to connect right? the Levites. And hey, the who knows, right? <laughs> and, Have but, you ever tri- checked someone to see if they really care? Right. Oh, maybe so this I is a test. Is it a test? And I was like, well, let's see. Will you take a daughter or will you really? Uh, I love the video because one of the daughters was like, whoa, what? Yeah, well, the, well, the, 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 the mom's that way too. Well, wife goes, what? <laughs> but no, but in verse 25, I think is really important when he says, I will be thy servant. He didn't just say, hey, give me some inheritance. Give me, let me have a city. He doesn't, he doesn't do what Zenith does. That's what Zenith does. Yeah, Zenith let, is like, let, me, let me just plop my Nephite hood right here in the middle of you guys. He says, no, no, no. I want to be here maybe until the day I die. I want to serve you. And I think that's a big difference between, yeah, I'll be your son-in-law. I think that'll be all right. Yeah, when you're thinking of your stories, how long did you actually show you cared to someone before you were actually let in to right. their life or able to help them? Well, in, in the place of a student? It could be a half semester. a class. It could be, yeah, it could be half of a semester or mm-hmm. a, half a year. And sometimes you get to the end of the year 
and now you're finally breaking some ground? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of reading between the lines. We know that this mission, this 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 saga with the sons of Mosiah is 14 years. Right. But it does say that three days after um, Ammon is placed over the the flocks of the king, that we have the we have the whole dismembering and cutting off arms things. Right. Right. But but, but in these verses, where do you see? So we, we talked about how Ammon shows to the king that he's sincere about serving. Where do you see it among the, the servants of the king after the flocks are, are, are scattered? Verse 29 and 28. And they began to weep exceedingly, saying, Behold, our flocks are scattered already. Now Ammon has been, if he does care and he has a desire to serve, then he's been watching them. And he sees in 29, And now they wept because of the fear of being slain. And now when Ammon saw this, his heart was swollen within him with joy. You know, if this were me, they totally would have gotten offense that I got all excited about them being all fearful. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So they, they start mourning because they're about to die. And they see and Ammon, over, they over, see there. Ammon yeah. over there kind of giggling <laughs> to himself. <laughs> for me, that would backfire. But it works for Ammon. Well, I don't, I don't know that he's like... Yes. Well, and it shows pumping his fists or anything. It's the next thing that he says that shows him, "I will show forth my power unto these my fellow servants." He is aware of God's power in his life, and he knows how to do it. He does know how to do it. He's going to follow God. He's been doing it God's way anyway. Yeah. And now he just so so you can see his intent there to win the hearts of these my fellow servants that I may lead them to believe. So he's he's looking for faith, right? He mm-hmm. wants to have an opportunity. So in verse 31 is where he actually does it. He's He says, be of good cheer. Let's go take care of the flocks. Let's gather them back together. We'll preserve the flocks. The king won't kill us. Let's not lose our heads because he knows that he can start gaining some yeah, confidence. <laughs> Gain some confidence. So, um, and maybe, and and maybe if the story stopped there, I think he's still successful, wouldn't you say? If the story stopped there and they just gather the flocks back up, well, it kind of makes you wonder why they've never thought to gather the flocks. Well, maybe before. maybe they've tried and they failed, and they people died before, and so I mean, shoot, threat of life, just because you lost over, over some turkeys. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they, you uh, you'd lose it, but I mean, if the story ends here, he kind of is successful already. I think I think he does it here. Now Ammon goes Superman. Right, of course. Right. And because of the power we've that seen he the has, poster. we've we've seen the poster, we've With arms like that, you can't we've seen we've seen the video <laughs> that he's able to stand and defend um, you know, he's obviously very good with these with these tools. Um, and he, he slays a bunch of them and he cuts off the arms. I mean this is But he protects is, them. But he but he does. He's he's he and then when he had driven them afar off he returned, they watered the flocks, and they returned to the pasture of the king, and then went to the king. Like, like when it was done, he didn't, he didn't puff up his chest, like, yeah, look what I just did. It's like, all right, let's finish the work that we've been given to do. And, and like, very next, very next, the very next part is the servants are like, we got to go tell the king. He goes on to the next task. It's like, yeah, he doesn't boast of what he just did. I'm curious if that's ever, I'm trying to, now I'm scanning my memory. If I'm like, finally get to that one kid in class, and I walk away going, <clears throat> Nailed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's more to do. Right? Yeah. Anyway. I, um, 35, I know we're moving on, but I really think it's interesting that they give you an idea of the men that were going to scatter the sheep. sheep. 
They say, for they suppose Flocks. that we don't know if they're oh, sheep, right? <laughs> Which we probably we don't know if they're sheep. Flocks of flocks, turkey, not herds. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So one of their men could slay him. So they're looking at Ammon like we're not worried yeah, about this. this. Dude, right? And according to their pleasure. So this is something that they were excited about and looking forward to. But this is where I think I get a greater understanding of where Ammon comes from and how he approaches the servants and the king. For they knew not that the Lord had promised Mosiah that he would deliver his sons out of their hands. Right. There's, there's a counsel. confidence there. Yeah, there's some yep. faith. Neither did they know anything concerning the Lord. So Ammon's got this above. So that's why I think he can cut off arms and then go feed horses. Like it's just <laughs> another part of the day. Yeah, this is this is what this is what dad said that he was promised us, as long as we're good and do what we should be doing. In fact, that's what he said in, in the beginning of, of chapter 17. If you will suffer long, if you will do these things, then I will make an instrument out of you. So he's, here you go. I've been serving for three that's days. Here's an opportunity. And how I'm going to be an instrument. How simplistic is that faith, though? I mean, I, I, I keep going it, back to that statement of faith, that faith isn't believing that God can do something. It's believing that he will. Sure. And so, yeah, we know that God can do it, and if we've been given these promises, but man, that faith is that faith is pretty simplistic to think. All right, yeah, I was blessed. God's told me this. Sure, I'll sling swords. I'm I'm gonna. So he's gonna deliver me, and he's gonna make. So me this is a slight deviation from the original message of this, right? Because now we're talking about Ammon as having the faith to pull this out. Um, We've already discussed previously, Ammon's not a young dude here. This is not an ignorant, uh, simple faith, right? It's not, a, it's not a, I believe in God, therefore he will protect me of everything. This is a, I've seen an angel, I've made some bad choices, I've repented, I've experienced conversion, I'm, I'm, he's older. I've been a missionary before I've this. been a missionary, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I've done these things before. This is a simple faith. On the other side of complexity, hashtag Brucey Hafen, right? If you want to go look that one up. But but that's really what's happening here is this is not an ignorant simple faith. This is a, I have so much experience here. I know that this can happen. So that's that's Alma 18.22. Now, now Ammon being wise yet harmless. Right. Like this is somebody that has some knowledge. He's had some experiences. It's maybe Maybe it was easy for him to have that simplicity of faith. I think his experience already, too, having gone through what he's gone through, he, and then the counsel from the Lord back in the beginning of 17, be patient and long-suffering in a, and in, affliction, right. in afflictions. He can look at this as an ongoing thing. It's going to take a little bit, but I'm okay with that because I have faith. And he's probably been guided to this point where he feels like this is the moment, right? Well, and it also says that he's going to be an example. Right, right. So he is showing. So again, back to the original question, how do you prove that someone really cares? So again, with the king, the interaction with the king is kind of interesting there that... You mean at the end or at the beginning? I'm, I'm in chapter 18 now. Right. So this is interaction with king part two. Right. Where, where is he? Like they, they tell the story. The story's got to be crazy because if your servants bring in a... Bunch of arms. Yeah. Bunch of severed limbs and just drops them. Like, look what Ammon just did to protect your flocks. Mm-hmm. And the king is like, all right, well, where is he? Let me talk to him. Oh, he's, he's feeding your horses. Mm-hmm. What is up with this guy? Right. Like, and, and he's so impressed by it. So um, bring him bring him forth. So the king, uh, This now we're at uh, verse 10. When King Lamoni had heard 
that Ammon was preparing his horses and his chariots, he was more astonished because of the faithfulness of Ammon. Surely there has not been any servant among all my servants that has been so faithful as this man, for he even doth remember all of my commandments to execute them. So let's let's stop there. We we kind of know the rest of the story where he, where he goes in and he has that conversation back and forth with Lamoni, and there's a great moment of of conversion. So the question then, if we were to just pause here, is so what is the lesson to be learned for anybody who's listening who is trying really hard to demonstrate that they care about somebody and want to serve? So what, what's the takeaway? What's the lesson that we take from this? Well, I almost feel like it has to be that the sincerity is in, um, in your intentions. You can't be serving with an ulterior motive of... Like you can't you can't be thinking that way. So, for instance, so like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do service for my neighbor, so that I can so that I can introduce them to the gospel. See now, isn't that what we always say? We do. Isn't that a church? Isn't that but what then, we hear? But, but what happens? So they they accept the service. We try to introduce them to the gospel. They politely decline. And then we're done, right? And we don't do anymore. That's it, right? And we don't do any more service. See, isn't that interesting how even the stuff that we hear constantly is still kind of missing the point? If we, we really cared, like Ammon and the other sons of Mosiah, we would allow it to go over a period of time. We'd put forth work. Mm-hmm. We'd be humble. We'd be willing to do it in God's way. We'd be willing to discern needs and pray for that. Can, can you imagine if, if Ammon was had the same mindset that we did and after he does this great miracle Lamona's like he's like knocking on Lamona's he's like door. he's like I'm ready to teach you now no, well what if <laughs> you know what if Lamona is like hey thanks for that and thanks for my horses and I need this done next week and like he continues to be servant um if if Ammon truly is who he says he is in the beginning where he's like maybe I'll be here the rest of my life I just want to be your servant okay what if Lamona doesn't act with his agency and he just stays how he is. What do we think? Ammon's going to stick around? Or is he going to go, ah, this guy's too hard-hearted. He doesn't want to hear it. I'm going to head to the next kingdom. I mean, how, how do we see that playing out? I just feel like that's the mindset we miss. Go talk to your neighbors. Well, we even For know what that purpose? King Lamoni is the beginning of really important things to happen for Absolutely. the father. So if he wasn't patient, there's all of that. Right. So maybe the answer is... We don't know what God has. We so don't. We, so, so you go. So you go to your home teaching family, and you do that service project, but nothing changes. They're still bitter. What do you do? Continue to be consistently loving. Right. It doesn't change anything. Mm-hmm. You go share the gospel with the neighbor. Well, I, I didn't know they were going to want to listen to what I had to say at the time that we were doing but, it. But that's the point, right? Yeah. The intent, the sincerity is in the intentions. Are we talking to people? just so that we can help them get baptized. I feel like as good as a, as a, as a motive as that is, still misses the point. There's still an ulterior motive. Right. It's not about that we love them. It is about, is, is it more that I'm just, I'm just trying to do my duty? Is it more of a sometimes, duty thing? Sometimes. I think we have to analyze our motives. It might even help to recognize in our life when we were, in the case of Ammon, he has this experience of leaving vilest ways, sinner, being a sinner, and then having an experience where he no longer feels that dark and only has light. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's reflecting on the light that we have in our life. Right. And we can get comfortable with that. Sure. So, so for our listeners, we're, we're wrestling with a question we don't know that we have an answer to. 
Well, I mean, I, I just know that me personally, if I'm, you know, I'm, I, I use the example of teaching and I'm in a classroom. What's my, what's my motive for help, for having a student feel like I care about them? Is it so that... They'll stop being a knighthead? So, yeah, so class goes better. So, I mean, even if it's, so he so doesn't, be, so they don't become a distraction to others. I, those are all, some of that is good, but it's not a good, it's not good it's not, enough. It's not, the, it's not the end result that we desire. Right. If, or if, should desire. Ultimately, I feel like Ammon's here going, I, this, my mission is to show forth Christ-like love, not necessarily for convert baptisms or fill in the blank. And I feel like we miss that sometimes. This is a higher calling. Wise yet harmless. Right? This podcast expresses independent views of hosts and guests, which are our own and are not intended to reflect the official views or teachings of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.